Thank you for choosing The Balanced Life with Anita Westlake. Today's show is about relationships and how uh, diabetes can affect some of the, our relationships with parents, um, from adult to adult, friends, caregivers. I'd like to share a story with you involving a personal experience I had in my late teens. I was uh, at home and I opened up my refrigerator. There was a uh, a piece of wrapped up food and of course I couldn't see it. It was wrapped in tin foil. So I took it out of the fridge, placed it on the counter and opened it up to have a look. And as I did this, I saw that it was some leftover birthday cake, a very sugary dessert. My father had come into the kitchen and witnessed me looking at this and uh, became quite upset and grabbed the cake from the counter, squished it between his hands and threw it in the garbage. This led to, um, of course, some unhappy feelings between the two of us. And in saying that, I wanted to share how our relationship has evolved and grown. Here today um, to discuss this is my father, Richard. Okay, now here we go. Welcome, Dad. Thanks for joining me today on my show. Hi, Anita. It's a pleasure. So today, I wanted to cover relationships and diabetes and how they can um, really, how diabetes really can affect a relationship and uh, the perspective of the diabetic and the other person. And today's show, um, of course, the example would be you and I, you being my father, and having, you know, gone this journey with me for over 30 years. Okay. So, um, you know, I wanted to start back at the beginning when I was first diagnosed. And it was a scary time, obviously. There wasn't a lot known about diabetes, not like the information we have today. Things looked very different then than they do today with somebody living with diabetes. Mm-hmm. And as a child, it was extremely um, confusing and scary for me. And of course, um, in those days, we learned to give um, our medication with glass syringes. And um, I've mentioned this in in previous uh, podcasts, that testing our sugar was like being a little mad scientist. We had test tubes and pills and eyedroppers and just a whole lot of chemistry going on there. And we had different ways of recording these things and there was big books and we used colored pencils and not a lot of people knew about diabetes. So there must've been a lot of fear in education, meaning, you know, when I was going to school, I would imagine that there was a lot of anxiety as I went off to school. They didn't know about low blood sugars, high blood sugars. I was just out there, you know, with the teachers gone all day. What was that like? for you during that time, right at the beginning, uh, you know, not to go too broad, but right at the beginning, uh, let's say the first year of my diagnosis, that must have been a really fearful time for you as a parent. Yes, it was. I, I remember uh, when you're in the hospital, when I asked the doctor, you know, how long it takes you to get better? And I said, never. And that's that's got to be a tough, obviously, thing for a parent, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a parent, yeah, and I'm feeling emotional, 
and yet feeling somewhat detached because here I am 30 plus years later and um, I'm great. Yeah. Um, but at that time, to hear a diagnosis like, well, when does my child, my significant other, you know, your spouse, whomever, when do they get better? And they right. say never. That is uh, horrifying. Yes, because you, you heard about diabetes, but you never understood it. And, uh, you know, just a complete lack of uh, understanding. So that was pretty terrifying. Well, I I got to ask you, it, it must have been like... Um, hearing a death sentence for your child. Uh, yes, it was, because uh, when you went in, you were not in very good condition. Uh, you know, you, you were actually, you were unconscious. So it, it was very difficult to understand what was going to happen and uh, what you were faced with and, you know, what I was faced with and your mother was faced with. So it was a, it was a difficult time. It was just, it was very, very scary. Very scary. So there was um, obviously life before that, which, you know, I remember, but the majority of my life obviously has been living with diabetes, not without diabetes. So in a snapshot, um, there must have been uh, huge differences, and I'll ask you about that initially, from me outside of the hospital before I became ill and I know I was ill for a little bit there and we thought it was a cold and we thought it was various things and then it just got really bad and I went to the hospital and then there was the time when I started to get better in the hospital Um, and then of course I had to learn to give injections and do all these things so that's a huge change for someone and what was that like for you uh, it, it was it was difficult because it was uh, hard to understand and uh, hard to understand what effect uh, it had on you and just to get a, a, a grip on it was very difficult um, and of course you're concerned you're worried and uh, you, you overreact to situations that probably you shouldn't and maybe underreact on others and uh, just trying to get a grip on it was very very difficult and understanding. And uh, how, and more so, how it affected you, is you tend to look out. You, you don't realize it, it. You're looking at yourself how it affects you, and you don't understand at the time right away what's it doing to the child, what's it doing to Anita, and uh, it was it was very difficult to get a grip on. Very difficult. And having said that, though, if you look at it very broadly. How does it, you know, as you said, affect Anita, my child, but when you say that's pretty much for everyone, whether it be your spouse newly diagnosed, uh, you know, a family member, period, it's yeah. got to be scary for the person who's standing by the side of the new diabetic and hearing this diagnosis. Yes. Oh, yes. It has to be. It, it has to be. It, I don't think time makes any difference whether it's 30 years ago or or yesterday or a year ago. Um, I I don't think that has anything to do with it. You're going to be, you're going to be very concerned and worried and baffled. And it's a journey. So that's what I kind of want to bring. I would love to bring out today is that um, there's a lot to share here, um, especially for people fairly newly diagnosed or people having difficulty in their relationships, that um, it doesn't have to be a death sentence diabetes. No, it doesn't. 
No, absolutely not. But we do have to be aware of things and and concerns that there are and educate ourselves. But with some of that education, there's going to be things brought out that are scary. Definitely. Definitely. And and things you learn as you go along and you don't understand. And then uh, it's it's just, uh, it's, it can be, it can be uh, a long, it can be a short or a long journey, depending on how you're able to understand what's happening. And so, um, again, I'm going to go back to the beginning. It must have been scary to learn all the new things that you would have to implement in your life. The chance of having to give me injections, maybe test blood sugars, and feeling um, a, a really strong, obviously, as a parent, a strong sense of responsibility on how our lifestyle went, what we ate, uh, just maybe a judgment. And I'm guessing this at this point, I'm a parent, so I feel this way. But of course, my children don't have diabetes. So there must have been a sense of um, judgment on yourself, on how the household was conducted, the food that was served, timing, because in those days, it was pretty strict. On um, what we ate, when we ate, when we gave an injection, um, and using glass syringes, of course, they had to be stored in, uh, you know, cylinders that had alcohol in them. We had to boil the needles once a week. Um, you know, all those things. There was a lot of pressure. So uh, you must have felt a tremendous amount of pressure and um, judgment of yourself and mom too, as parents caring for a diabetic. Yes, it was. It was, it was a, obviously a, a learning curve, and uh, a lot of things you didn't know if they were being done correctly or not. And you second guess yourself. Um, you know, was there was it the right portion of food? Should this have been eaten? And should that have been eaten? And uh, you, you probably overreact. Well, you do overreact. You overreact in situations where probably you shouldn't. But it's just the way you feel, and because you're constantly worried that uh, you know you're, you're hoping everything's done right, and you're looking at for the reactions from the child, and is everything all right? And when you go to bed tonight, have they have they had enough to eat so they won't have a uh, low blood sugar? And uh, how is their how is their sugar testing? And if you had a go if you had a cold, and that would make it go up. He didn't quite understand that was a problem at first. That's why the sugar went up, and it maybe necessarily wasn't the food. So it yes, there was a lot of a lot of things to uh, to learn and try to get a grip on, and uh, it it was it was hard. It was hard. Well, I can imagine it was hard, and at times it still must there's still must be worry. Yes, and I'm saying that with a bit of a giggle <laughs> because it's been a long time, right? And we yeah. don't live in the same house anymore. Just to be no, clear, that's, very true. that's right. That's right. No. <laughs> No, but uh, you, you know, on on the on the journey to where you are now, there's uh, it's just wonderful, really. It's really uh, how how it's worked out for you with being diabetic. It's worked out. You you've made it work out very very well, and I'm proud of you. No, well, thanks, Dad. That means an awful lot. And of course, um, I say that a little choked up. Um, and it's it nothing nothing like this is easy and it, when when one has a condition it, it's not an easy thing when you're you're doing the balancing act but having said that 
um, going back, we didn't have the education that we have now. We didn't have the tools, um, which are marvelous. They're really, when I say marvelous, no, it's not fun taking your blood sugar. It's not fun taking medication of any sort, uh, let alone injections or using the pump, which, you know, is, is attached to one's body. Um, and it's not fun having to be mindful of your diet all the time, but there's so much more um, information and tools out there today, wouldn't you say? Yes. And you know what, what I really noticed, uh, Anita, is you have had the ability to make it part of your life and uh, not fight it and accept it. And I, I think that's that's a wonderful way to go because you treat it a lot differently in that respect. Well, it's like riding a wave. It's surfing, isn't it? Yes. Well, I can see where, where, where people could fight it and not accept it and not accept and, and understand. And, and you seem to have been able to take the, uh, take the course where you, you understand it and you have accepted it and you work with it. And, uh, and it's come so far on knowledge in the foods and, and uh, the calories and et cetera to what it was before. Uh, it, it must make it a little bit, I, I shouldn't use the word easier, more, more accommodating than it used to be. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think mindset uh, of the, and, I, and I'm asking you this question, um, the, not only is it the mindset, as you've just mentioned with myself as a diabetic, but also the mindset of the person living slash caring for the mm-hmm. diabetic. Yes, no, no, no question. Uh, yeah, I used to, it used to be uh, difficult at, at, at meal at meal time when uh, you were a child because you wondered, even though you knew you were eating properly, if you were eating properly. I I, uh, I don't think that way anymore. I haven't for a long time because I, I understand more more about food than I did before and and what you can do, and uh, it's it's a more relaxed atmosphere. Oh yeah, because <laughs> when you're younger, it caused problems. Uh, you you could have been doing everything correctly, and I thought you weren't, and it causes a conflict because of, of understanding. You know, it's uh, but it's it's different today. It's different today. There's no question about that. It's uh, actually you, you. I don't think you would know a person was uh, was diabetic other than if they told you when you go out, you know, when you go out to eat because restrictions, I'm not, probably not using the proper word restrictions, but I, I'll call it restrictions are not what they used to be a long time ago. It's, it's much, it's much easier. I, I know things that uh, you eat today that uh, wouldn't have happened 30 years ago. Well, there wasn't the choices 30 years ago and there, yeah. and as you said, there wasn't the knowledge. So, um, I can remember ha- going to the theater and not having a choice of beverage and having to ask for water in a cup where they served pop soda. Um, and then looking at us and saying, well, I still have to charge you for the water. Oh, that's okay. My daughter's a diabetic and then just looking horrified and what's diabetes and Oh my goodness, it was just a whole thing. There uh it, and it was much more difficult, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and because of that there was a lot more temptations which must have made you fearful. 
Well, you know, yes, temptation was always there. It had to be, and uh, that's just part of life. And that was always concerned. If and if you went out, uh, you know, with with other kids or teenagers, and and uh, you're a little concerned. Well, would you, you know, if you went to the show, would you be drinking the sodas, or would you be doing this? Would you be doing that? When of course there was probably no need to worry, and there might have been a need to worry. It's hard to say, but you worried regardless. So it was something. Uh, it was something that was there all the time, and uh, and it, I think it's more of the culture in those days than what it is uh, today. But uh, but whether you became diabetic two years ago or 30 years ago, you're still going to have the same concern. Right. I mean, it's got to be difficult as a parent. I know with my children, they're teenagers, and you think, okay, uh, what time are you going to be home? Who are you going out with? Um, what's going on? There's always a bunch of concerns. Never mind adding a health condition on top of that. No, very true. So, very true. you know, that that adds a whole new dimension and, and things to have conflict over. That's right. That's right. No, and, and I have, you know, I've had the experience over the years to understand, understand better, uh, much more about diabetes. If this was a year ago and I w- we'd go back in time where I was my age back 30 years ago and you were 30, 35 years ago, I'd have the same concerns today probably that I had then. So it it is easier to manage. We do have more education, but yet the concerns are still the concerns. Uh, yes, I don't think that can change. No. I don't know how they would. No. They don't. At least now, though, I, I think it's much more hands-on for, for others to see how to assist people um, and that there's less to uh, be concerned about in choices of food and portions and understanding. Like it, in understanding that maybe someone's just hungry and they need more food, that was a real problem um, when I was first diagnosed, you know, you're growing and, and everybody, whether they're growing or they're working out or they just, they're hung, more hungry that day. The diets were, were quite, um, strict and having extra food really came down to your cheating. You're going off your diet. You bad girl, you bad boy, you bad, uh, you know, person. And, um, it, it created judgment. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think uh, what you're worried about as a parent, you don't think about the child being hungry. You just think more, are they eating on time? Are they eating the right foods? And it doesn't occur to you that the child could be hungry because you're more concerned about everything happening in quantity and in time and the timeline. And you're really, I, maybe it's a little selfish on the parent's part. You think more, you're, you're worried, and you really don't understand that the normal course of life is people get hungry you're growing or, ch- or children get hungry and you're growing and you need foods at, at different times and not on a strict regimen when you're an adult it might be a little bit different because you can it's it's you're, you're through the growing process but that's something that uh, when I think back I, I don't know if that occurred to me really um, and it's hard to remember back that far but uh, but the, the concern was what you're eating what it was is it on time? And that was more the concern because it was more regimented, not like today with with the with food and the understanding of food. It, it's, I think it's much easier today than it was back then. 
Well, I, I think um, easier for choice of food. I'm sorry, not not easier because you're 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 diabetic. I mean, easier on the choice of food and the knowledge people have now and how they've advanced, and the the uh, it must make the quality of life much easier because it had to be very difficult on a child being somebody being angry at them just because they want they were hungry and wanted some food, and uh, you know it's a it's a lack of understanding. It's a lack of understanding. Well, I think it's also trying to um, make things right and control it. Yes. Yeah, control is a big thing, I'm sure. Yes. But even in the face of, you know, all this knowledge, having all these knowledge, uh, all this knowledge, sorry, and um, all these tools to help manage uh, diabetes, still, I think even for, you know, in adult relationships, let's say, um, it still can be difficult because you want to help that person. And I think we have this idea that this is the way success should look as the person not living with diabetes rather than the person living with diabetes actually feels, you know, their own body, the low blood sugars, the high blood sugars, whether they have a cold, just their day-to-day lives. And they know how their bodies are going to react to certain things where the person who lives with a diabetic doesn't know, doesn't feel that. They just know you need to do this. And this is what success looks like in black and white. This is what I've been told. This is what I've read. And this is what it should be. And they can be different. Do you not? Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, you're talking about textbooks, textbooks and, uh, and living it. And nobody knows how anything is unless they experience it themselves. So what what I or somebody else might think how it should be done because here's how it's laid out and how the person who has it and experienced it knows, feels how they should be doing it within reason are completely two different things. And you, and you never know, you, you don't understand something until you have been there. You don't understand an experience until you have been there. And I, I think there's a lot, like you said, Anita, there's a lot to do with the person who's living with it understands it and knows how their body functions and how it controls it. And the person who doesn't looks at it like textbooks. It's A, B, C, D, and E. And if that's done, it's, it works fine, which might not be the case. So there is variations, and I think that's where a lot of wedges um, uh, come in with relationships, again, on a perception from the person not living with the condition versus the person living with it. And, you know, how do we, how do you feel, Dad? Like, because over the years, we've had, we've had some, um, let's put it, uh, trying times. (laughs) In a nice way, I'm saying that, of course, because, you know, some of those trying times, we could actually blame everything on diabetes, but I don't think that was the case. Some of it was just, I'm a teenager. Uh, I'm a young adult. Uh, sorry, I might want to go this course. And, you know, you're my parents saying, you know, been there, done that. Maybe you should be taking this in school. And any argument or any situation could easily, easily be blamed on diabetes. But do you really think it all was? What I'm saying is I think that can be a default a lot of times in a relationship rather than, well, let's really break down what's going on here. Is it really about that or is that just kind of a go-to thing in the background? Mm -hmm. 
no, I no, I I think you're right. Uh, I think a lot of times things could have been uh, blamed on diabetes when it wasn't, and uh, it wasn't broken down, you know, properly, because it's a very emotional thing uh, for a parent when their when their child has uh, is diabetic, and uh, it, it, sometimes it's just easier right road road to take, saying that well, you know, I can just attribute that. To uh, need to be in diabetic and uh, was nothing to do with the other when in fact it, it could have been. So it, it clouds your judgment. There's no question it clouds your judgment. And that's okay. I think that's a, an important thing to bring out because I think people get lost in that. Mm-hmm. Y- no, you know. Yeah, I know. I I agree with you. I agree. Well, you become you, you become more protective, right? And, and a lot of times when you become more protective, you don't use the proper judgment. You don't you don't see things as clearly as what they are because you're being overprotective. Well, and, and that's it. I, I mean, off- and controlling, and and you try to control. And I think that comes obviously in in our case. I can speak, you know, and say that it came from love. Uh, but you know, in some cases, the person receiving that uh, caring and um, that attitude may take that as judgment being harsh and the person giving it says well you know they realize look i love you and i care for you and that's in the background that's where that's coming from and it can create arguments oh yeah definitely you know what one uh, one person says why can't you maybe the diabetics thinking why can't you understand what i'm going through and and the parents saying well why can't you understand what i'm going through and they're they're two different things altogether, and they are related, but they're, but they're different. And uh, it's a lack of understanding on both parties how the other people may be feeling, uh, and it causes conflict. And and I think and that's at the best of times. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. Right. So that, you know, and and it's different. It's very difficult to put yourself in somebody else's. Uh, go use the term shoes and understand what they're going through on, on both sides, parent and child. So it's, it, it's a very difficult time. It's a very difficult time. Well, I, I had an interesting story told to me a couple of weeks ago on a family outing. Um, and um, this was a, a, this is Tasha, which is my first cousin. That's your niece. And um, she was telling me, we were talking about food because, you know, I love to talk about food. So everyone talks to you about food. And of course, I'm a diabetic. So it adds another dimension to it. And so um, we were talking about a cleanse and Tasha had gone on a cleanse. And afterwards, she had, uh, for whatever reason, a low blood sugar. And I won't go into the particulars on how she had a low blood sugar, uh, low blood sugar, sorry, but she did have one. And she was expressing to me how um, it, it was frightening. She said she knew what was happening to her body because of me. Because, you know, we've always shared as a family that Anita's a diabetic and there's some general, you know, things that we should all know, which is, has been very helpful um, just in communications alone and going to different functions over the years. Um, but it was interesting, her take. So she was at home and she was having this low blood sugar. And she said to her husband, I can remember Anita saying with a low blood sugar, you treat it by having some sugar. So get me some juice, some fast acting sugar. 
And then I need some protein added with a little fat to make sure that I don't rebound and the low blood sugar doesn't come back on me. And I thought, wow, (laughs) isn't that something? She's not a diabetic, but she learned something from it that was useful in her life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, in general, I mean, it made me feel, how can I put it, relatable. So when we just mentioned how, um, you know, that you were worried about meal times and portions and um, all these things as I grew up. Um, other people in our family, and I'm sure in general, are very time sensitive to their meals. And, um, you know, they want to eat dinner at five o'clock every night. And if they don't, they get grumpy. That's very true. So, you know, some things um, that we associate diabetes and being mindful of are in everyone's day-to-day life. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, a lot of people are very punctual on how they, uh, on how they, when they eat. And uh, you're right. It, it, if uh, it goes half hour over or a little bit more than that, they, and maybe it's a body chemistry, they, they uh, get a little grumpy. I understand that. So having said that, you know, this is where I think people can kind of break down um, their sense of urgencies and concerns with a diabetic and look at it. Well, you know, um, Sally may or may or should be eating around five because we've noticed that if she doesn't, she might have a low blood sugar just prior to, you know, just prior to that or after that or, or however it affects her. But, you know, people that don't have diabetes are affected by meal times and like to be punctual and so some of it's just maybe sally or billy or joe or who we are no no definitely definitely your grandfather was like that he wanted to he ate at a certain time and, and that was it and if it went too far over he it would bother him it would uh, really bother him and so yet he, he had the punctuality in his in his meals in the morning and and uh, when he ate his lunch, while well, course worked, he had to eat at a certain time. And, and in the evening, he wanted to eat at 5 o'clock or 5.30, whatever time it was. And it went beyond that. Uh, he was concerned. So it, really, it's, it, it's uh, lifestyle, uh, just about um, how success looks for you and how you take the, not, the, the information we're given, um, saying, okay, you're a diabetic. So you have to balance more often than not, we're going to say medication along with exercise, food, and of course, um, you know, emotions play a big part in our sugars, don't they? Yes. Yes. Well, your emotions and if you get a cold or the flu, that also has an effect. Of course. And so this is all balls juggling in the air. But just as human beings, we're juggling a lot of these balls in the air, but we're just not aware of the effects on our bodies. With diabetes, we're aware. Yeah, well, I, I think like you're saying that everybody goes through the same thing. Uh, I get excited. Maybe my blood level, sugar level goes up. The only difference is my body can handle it and knows what to do, where you need the assistance of, of uh, insulin or, or whatever else. So we're experiencing the same thing. It's just the results are different. Right. And the would treatments. I, would you agree with that? Well, okay. that's it. It's it's far more urgent. It meaning yes. it shows up in a different way for me as an urgency. 
yes. than it would if I didn't have diabetes. Exactly. Right? So I guess I'm trying to break down the fact that, um, you know, a lot of times when we're first diagnosed, and of course, as you said, it wouldn't matter if it was 30 years ago or two years ago, you're going to be concerned and worried and um, all these emotions are going to come to play. But why I think I've been able to manage myself and have the um, attitude I have is because first and foremost, I promised myself at a very early stage that I am Anita. I'm not the diabetic. I'm Anita. And then I wasn't going to allow diabetes to affect my life in um, not being successful that it was just a part of what I dealt with, but not me as a whole, as a whole person, and nor was I going to let it define me. I think you see that in me, though. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And some people disagree in some of my um, my ways, and, and, and I've shared this on a previous episode where I said, I don't necessarily, and I mean sometimes I do, but I don't necessarily you know, hi, I'm Anita the diabetic. I don't necessarily introduce that immediately because I'm single and dating or, you know, in business meeting people. I don't, you know, I can't even imagine, um, you know, when I'm, uh, I'm meeting someone in business and saying, hi, I'm Anita and I'm a diabetic. No, and, and what does it accomplish? It's, uh, an, in my opinion, and the way I govern uh, my health and myself it's an unnecessary piece of information that would be awkwardly put in. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't think there's a need for it. And uh, you wouldn't know that you were diabetic anyways, unless you stated it. And it's funny people's perceptions um, around diabetes in that way. And of course, you and I would have lots of stories over you know 30 plus years where um, you know people thought that well, if your daughter's a diabetic, is she overweight? Or, oh, she's a diabetic, she must be thin. Or, you know, that I would have, in some cases, which still always gives me a chuckle, people would expect me to um, have some kind of a different look about me. Yeah, no, I I think people's misconception, the misconception, uh, I I don't, I I never talk to people unless somebody brings up the subject that, they know somebody's diabetic and there's something, some particular reason about it. I never bring it up because uh, there's so, the misunderstanding is incredible. People have no, people who, people do not understand what being a diabetic is or what it is unless they've had some experience with it. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just a word and a name that they can't relate to. And, uh, and and they relate to it in different ways. Some people don't want to know. They, 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 they think it's something, they, they think it's a disability where it's not. And uh, But I, I know I hear people talking and they, they don't have a clue. And that's understandable. How would you? And, and people aren't interested in anything uh, unless it affects them. Very true. And of unless course- it affects you. Uh, not you and you don't talk about people they're not they're not interested in it and then uh, something happens and you become interested in it because it affects you and that's an interesting um you know thing that we were talking about right now and you bring up dad because so many families um unfortunate but true are divorced 
And if you have um, a diabetic child and now you've got, you know, a blended family, and uh, that's got to be a difficult thing. I mean, you and mom, of course, are divorced, but that must have been in the back of your mind thinking, um, oh, do I have to keep this? This is just myself with my daughter and that I have to govern this, that I can't share this. They're going to think it's a burden. Or uh, did you have any anxieties around that? Um, in the respect of uh, sharing it, you mean, Anita? In, in- well, trusting others or sharing it where it could have been, and, and it could have, and it has been, and I'm not saying just you and I, I, I know of many relationships where people have said, you know, I really didn't want to um, have the other party involved in the management of my child's care because they, let's say, uh, felt that they would judge or um, it, it's like ourselves, if you ha- or your child has a disability of any sort, you know, adding another person into your life or having a blended family, there's got to be a lot of anxiety around all that. Yes, and, and I think what happens too is uh, when, you, when you're more guarded in the first place, you really don't want other people's input because it leads to conflict. And you might have a different idea than the other person, not the diabetic. And uh, the other person can be wrong, but when you're trying to control a situation and uh, uh, you really don't want other input, a lot of times. Right. And it's only because you're having enough difficulty yourself understanding what's going on and how you should handle it that you don't need additional conflict. And it's nothing to do with the other person, really. But when things aren't understood properly, it leads to a lot of questions and leads to a lot of indecisions and it leads to a lot of to uh, a, a lot of conflict so between people right when it shouldn't but it does so it, it can even um between mom and dad or dad and new wife or mom and new husband or uh you know a, a wife whose husband is a diabetic, might be having difficulty not only with her husband, with children, saying, well, you know, maybe dad does want to eat that, mom, kind of back off. Or mm-hmm. why are you doing this with dad? So it's not just between, I think, the person living with the diabetic. It could be other conflicts going on between people who are also living or have relationships with diabetic. Oh, yes. It's not just diabetes. It can be many other things. I agree 100%. So, it, well, I'm saying it's diabetes, but in the way that yes. outside relationships also could be adding to stresses and different perspectives and ideas and opinions. No, no, most definitely. So, most definitely. you know, it, it can be really trying on relationships. Yes, no, it can be. It can be. And, you know, not. Uh, I, I w- I'm, I'm making a statement. I don't know if this is correct or not, but a lot of times I think people don't go into enough, enough uh, depth or, under- or try to understand um, diabetes. Uh, it, it's more they try to control it from themselves without getting into a, maybe a firmer understanding of what, of what is really going on. And I think that's self-protection. Uh, sometimes it's just hard to face things and you, you tend to take the easy way out. So that can make it harder on the diabetic. Well, um, I heard a very interesting, um, well, interesting, I, I, just an inspiring quote. And um, it says, try standing 
in the ocean and stopping the waves from crashing up against you. That would be a feat. Yes. And, uh, and so in uh, some cases, you, you are living with a condition, and of course, we're talking about diabetes, and not always can you reverse that. And even when you reverse it, if you're able to through diet, you know, there's all, there's different types of diabetes, obviously. That doesn't mean, oh, I reversed it once. So I go back to the lifestyle I had before I had diabetes. This is life altering changes. So no matter what, there has to be a change. Mm-hmm. Well, what I, what I notice, what I notice with, with yourself and you is you live, uh, you live a healthy lifestyle and, uh, and that, could be, be in, in maybe you would have anyways if you weren't diabetic, but uh, I'm sure being diabetic has, has put you there, and that's a plus, 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 because you are living a very healthy lifestyle and how you manage your, and how you manage. And uh, so in, in some respects, that brought you there, and maybe you would have been there anyways, but it certainly brought you to that point, you know, through being diabetic. Well, it's it's funny, um, you know, a lot of people that I meet uh, that uh, are, I'm going to call them foodies and they're, they might be foodies because their child has peanut allergies or they do or they're celiac or whatever the reason is they seem to take more of an interest in what they're eating for obvious reasons. But because I've had to take more of an interest and I want to, there's the key word, I want to take an interest in what I'm putting in my body and have a healthy respect for that. I think it's trickled, uh, definitely influenced my children and my household. But don't you think it's trickled to other members of our family? Oh, yeah, I do. No, I, uh, I, I know it, uh, it, it has with myself and... Uh, you know, watching or, or noting or being aware of what you're doing. It's, it's, and how you're eating and it's very healthy. And I, I think, yeah, it does. It extends itself to uh, other people. You know, when you mentioned that uh, peanut butter allergy, it, it's funny. Um, I, I, you know, when you know people or you're aware of people who have that, and I, I thought many times, I thought, you know, you really have no idea. You're really concerned about a peanut butter allergy, which you should be, and you have to be very careful. But I was thinking, you know, if if you're a diabetic or if your child was diabetic, you would uh, the complexity would certainly change. You understand it on the Peter peanut butter level, but imagine if it extended to everything, and you know the way of life. And, yeah. Uh, uh, it just—it's funny what crosses your mind. It's funny what crosses your mind, and you know, and it's hard to understand if somebody does have that type of allergy. So they can't have right. nuts, right? They can't have yeah. can't have peanuts. Yeah. But um, I know what you're saying because you can cut that out of a diet. Where mm-hmm. in diabetes, how do you cut food out? That's right. Right? How do you you have to? A diabetes is a juggling act. It is truly what I like to say is riding the waves. So you're surfing. You're balancing every day and you're up on that board trying to stay afloat and and have fun though. Like, you know, it's still a life. You're a human being and you want to enjoy yourself. And it's funny how we equate enjoying ourselves in doing anything we want. And we think if we have diabetes, we can't do anything we want. Well, dad, really, I got to ask you, what restrictions do you see in me 
that um, are so, so very different than someone without diabetes in my age group. And we don't need to say my age group. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, I won't. I won't. Um, I, I know I, I don't, like I said, Anita, if, um, if you didn't know you were, if, if I didn't know you're diabetic and I met you, I wouldn't know you're diabetic. Your lifestyle is no different than, uh, I don't think anyways, than, than most people. And I think that's, um, that's a worry, especially for parents. And I know, um, you know, is the longevity. And I get asked that often. And I know, you know, from parents more than the actual child that's a diabetic is, wow, okay, you look okay. And you know, uh, thank you for saying I look okay. Yeah. But obviously it is an inspiration. So I thought it was important to talk about relationships and fears and dealing, um, uh, what it's like for a person dealing with the diabetic. But I wanted to shed a little light between the two of us of what it's like also, and thank you for recognizing that, Dad, for what it's like for the diabetic, you know, because we're already judging ourselves. People judge themselves every day um, on an ongoing basis. But having a health condition, you're already in the back of your mind, whether you admit it or not, you're critiquing and judging yourself all the time. And it can be your worst enemy because mm -hmm. sometimes those judgments can paralyze us from moving forward and helping ourselves. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. You know, I, I was thinking... You know, when when um, we first sat down, when you actually became diabetic and you're eating at the table, a lot of times I I, I won't use the word dread, but I I you know when I first started eating, I was so concerned about what you were going to eat, I was overdoing it mentally, and uh, and and you can't help it; it's just something that's there. Uh, that disappears after a period of time, and how you handled yours, Anita, certainly gave me a lot of mental relie relief to see you uh, being able to to handle your diabetes the way you do. And uh, it, it's, uh, it just makes it that much easier on a parent. And after a while, you start to forget that your daughter or son or whomever is diabetic. You don't completely, but you do. You become more at ease. And that's because of the lifestyle. The, the, the lifestyle you, you lead today is uh, is very good and it lends itself not to think about diabetes. So everybody can attain that, I would think, who's diabetic if they want to. Now, again, not, I'm a layman, so I don't know if... I, I, that's my assumption. And so it's a quality of, it's a quality of life and, and how you live it. And, and that is it. And success does look very different for everyone because I could be a diabetic that had other health concerns besides diabetes. And yes. then success, again would look very different for me. But it's about obtaining success on your terms and what it looks like to you, not to um, something you've read out of a book or, you know, what it looks like for uh, Billy might look different than Sally. But the, at the end of the day, it's about achieving success on your terms and how you make, you know, how you make uh, the condition you have and the balls you're juggling work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't you agree? It's it's yeah. in that approach. And I have to tell you that I felt that, um, let's say, sense of urgency or anxiety 
from uh, you and uh, mom and other family members as a young person, as a child, I felt it. You know, I didn't always quite understand where I felt this, um, let's say, tension, but you do feel it. Um, but now, and at, over the years, as that's changed and as you've been uh, more relaxed and, and mom and other family members, I find, believe it or not, that even though my management, I've always had a different approach in my mindset, but it is that much easier because I feel uh, free to discuss things whether I had, you know, some times where I thought, gee, you know, I'm not quite sure if I'm liking the way I'm going with this. And I have a sounding board in you or mom or friends and family members that don't have that anxiety as much around me or sense of that, oh, I'm going to fix that for you now. You've got to do this rather than, you know, explore and talk and share and have that communication. Mm -hmm. I can remember when you might, uh, you know, you I can't tell you how long ago, but you would eat something different than you hadn't ate, eaten before. And uh, maybe it was a little higher in calories. And, and I, I can remember asking you, you know, oh, you're able to eat that now. And then you would explain to me how it worked. And, and it, you, you know, you make me understand more about it. And, uh, but I, you know, I noticed the change in, uh, in eating habits. And it's because of, uh, I guess, more knowledge about food and, and what, uh, you know, calories, et cetera, and then you explained to me why you could eat this now and how you could balance it out, where that didn't happen a long time ago. No, the diets were just um, so strict. And I can remember, it's funny that I I will share this when I I explain, um, you know, starch carbs, because there's a lot of confusion there. And I actually have a previous episode with the nutrition talking about this. Um, But a long time ago, you can remember we'd go to a restaurant and, um, you know, a starch, which we'll call carbs now, but a starch was a starch and a fruit was a fruit and a vegetable was a vegetable and milk was milk. And that was that. (laughs) And so I feel like I'm Dr. Seuss. And so um, in that case, you know, if I had, let's say, spaghetti and in our minds, I know that your mind and, and mom's mind was working too as, okay, how much uh, spaghetti is Anita having? She's only allowed two starches at this meal. And how are we going to have a fruit here? And asking the waitress, do you have a fruit cup? Oh, is there sugar added to that? And it just being so difficult. And as you said, time went on and we go out and eat and let's say there was spaghetti and I could actually have a little piece of garlic bread. And that, and I remember the moment that was the change because the knowledge to me was like a huge relief gift, whatever you want to call it. The pressure was off when I knew that things equated down to just sugar and starches. And that was such an eye-opening bit of information for me that I could say, well, you know, instead of a half an apple or a small whole apple, I can now change that to a starch because the sugar measurement is fairly close. And when I learned that, it made it uh, so much easier for me because I wasn't judging myself. It wasn't difficult to go out. There was some ease around it. I wasn't having other people around me be concerned or upset about my choices in my meal. And there was just so much less stress. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, you, you get to the parent gets to the point when you, you handle it like you did, Anita, that they stop thinking about it, and it's a relief. 
isn't it? And it, yes, not only it's a definitely uh, reach because you you have the confidence. You know that you 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 know what you're doing and what you're eating because you change so much. Where before, if if you put if we went out and ate today and you made that thirty years before the same thing, all all excuse me, all hell would be breaking loose, <laughs> right? Yes, because you know? <laughs> you'd be saying what what's going on here. So it's changed so much for the better. Uh, that, that is wonderful. It is, and I think that part of this me- uh, this message too is about education and um, understanding and communication is really empowering in these situations. Mm-hmm. And diabetes doesn't have to be what people think it is. That's the only way I can put it, meaning that lifestyle can manage, I think, diabetes. And if uh, and lifestyle can manage it, where people didn't realize that years ago, and I think people still don't realize that today. But there's there's no question that lifestyle, in my mind, uh, manages diabetes to a point. And, well, you've, and you've proven it. Well, thanks, Dad. I, I hope I've proven it for the better. But I have to tell you, I love it when. Um, you know, people say I have a healthy lifestyle. That's, you know, such a wonderful compliment. But I see the rippling effect that I think, okay, I have diabetes, but my ripple effect in this case is people eating healthier around me and adopting a healthier lifestyle because that is the effect they take from me. Not, oh, Anita's a diabetic and they don't take fear from it, but rather inspiration to eat better, to exercise. I mean, that makes me feel so happy and so um, it gives me a different take on my condition. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a good example, right? People learn from examples. So, it, it, you know, having a diabetic in your life doesn't have to be dredge. <laughs> no, no, it certainly doesn't. Or scary. I mean, we're always going to have fear, but it's funny, um, You, as you go along in life, you hear of people having so many conditions that we can all have anything. So really having a healthy lifestyle overall, and I'm not perfect and I'm not a saint, but I know you're proud of me, so thank you. The thing is that you know, parents should take, new diabetic parents should take out of this that there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Ah. So they're concerned for their child, but their child can live a healthy, a healthy life under the conditions they have. And you've proven it. Well, thanks. Thank you, Dad. And I know that um, education, as we said, education, understanding, and communication are all key factors to empowering, um, you know, uh, let's say the the person living with a diabetic and also the diabetic, um, and to have a healthy attitude and try to stay away from the judgment. It's so easy to do, although it can come from love, so we don't realize it's a negative, but... You know, you want to keep that down in a relationship period, but especially when there's other concerns with health involved. No, no, no question about that. Because you don't want your uh, significant other or your child, and and we've seen it happen because we both know, obviously, people with diabetes where they run and hide. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not communicating their concerns, and 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 they're living solo with fear. And so is the other person living with fear solo, rather than okay, how can we sort this out? And success doesn't have to be what it says in the textbook. No, no, I agree with you there. 
You know, I mean, uh, it can look different for everyone. And we're not all the same. You know, I am a diabetic, but I am not a cookie cutter. Uh, you know, in other words, I am not uh, the exact map of someone else. I have my own life. I have my own ways. I have, you know, my own thoughts and how I deal with things. So my success is going to look very different than someone else's. And how you handle it, um, as you know, someone who cares for me, you're going to handle it differently than someone else. No, absolutely, absolutely. It's 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 working. It's you know for the for the parent, it's trying to work with the uh, with the child, uh, even though you don't realize it at the time because your 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 concern is overwhelming, and a lot of times it takes your logic away, and uh, you can like. We were talking about control comes in, and uh, you forget the child gets hungry and all the other things that go along with it, and it makes it very difficult. You can you can feed on difficulty, and uh, but anyway, I, I think it's much easier today for uh, for parents who have diabetic children in that res- in the respect that it's a lot more knowledge. There's a lot more knowledge about it out there, and especially in the, in the foods, and but that person's not going to know that. You'd have to live through it to understand that. The concerns two years ago or 35 are the same. And uh, But I, I, I think the lifestyle today and how people can live their lives uh, is, is so much better and so, there's so much more knowledge that it, it has to be. It's good for everybody, number one, not just the diabetic, but it has to be good for the uh, people with diabetes. Well, it's a lot easier, I think, too, to get support because now we have meters that we can test with, which are a lot more user friendly than, you know, methods that we've had in the past, um, which is very helpful. We have more choices. You can use the uh, pump, which, you know, does means you don't have to give the daily injections. Uh, the pump does a lot of work, but unfortunately, it doesn't work for everyone. So there, you know, but nevertheless, there's far more choices now, and it makes um, helping a diabetic easier, never mind the, the diabetic managing their own condition. I like to use the, the term condition. But, um, you know, all of that is wonderful things, and it's great to point that out because we're talking about a journey that we've walked um, where new, newly diagnosed people can't relate to that, but it gives them inspiration, nevertheless. And and talking about all these wonderful things and how we have all these new tools and, and how you can live a healthy lifestyle and a good quality of life and have success on your terms, that doesn't mean we stop giving to the to the cause of the cure. <laughs> no, no, that's for sure. No, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, you know, but it's it's good for people to know it can be managed. Well, it's important. And, 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 it's a light, and it's a lifestyle, and, and it's a healthy lifestyle, and uh, it, it's an environment that's very easy for a family to adopt, where everybody has the same lifestyle. It doesn't have to be panic. No, 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 absolutely not. And we don't have to have different cupboards, because many years ago, that's what happened. You have a cupboard that's the diabetic cupboard in your kitchen, and you have a cupboard that's the non-diabetic cupboard in your kitchen. And uh, that's not a necessary thing anymore. No, that's uh, and that's and that's that's really terrific when you think of it. It is really it's, terrific. I mean, yeah. you know, um, it, it gives us so much more choices, and again, it cuts down on anxieties and conflicts, um, and so those things can really disappear. But it is um, it is challenging. No, that's it. Yes, it is challenging. 
it is challenging, but there's there's so much more light at the end of the tunnel, I think now, especially in lifestyle. Um, it, it just it, it's going the right direction, and I, I think it, it has to cut down conflict within the family between the uh, diabetic and, and the and the parents simply because everybody can live the same healthy lifestyle. It doesn't have to be segregated. Right, absolutely. And it's funny how you can make small baby steps and changes. I mean, this healthy lifestyle that I've now, uh, I'm now adopting is far more, um, I would say, I, I look at food in a far different way than I did maybe 25 years ago, only because we have so much more available. I wasn't eating kale 25 years ago, where I've implemented so many different things in my diet because of knowledge, awareness. Uh, we have the internet, we, you know, recipes, uh, we have far more um, at hand than we did many years ago, but in general, not just because I'm a diabetic, but just in general, we have far more information than we ever did. No, no question about that. And choices and availability in grocery stores, never mind, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I have a, I have a separate uh, encyclopedia and uh, the encyclopedia is called Nita. <laughs> it's, you, you learn so much about food. If I have a question about something, I just ask you, and, and nine, nine times out of ten, you can answer me and explain to me. And uh, that, that's great. <laughs> that's great. But you learn that through the Internet. You learn that because you wanted to, and you learn that because of your lifestyle. Well, and, a lot of, and a lot of people not, who are not diabetic do that, too. And that's the thing. I think we're we're uh, there's a movement that's far greater than ever to start really um, being aware of what we're putting in our body. Mm -hmm. You know, I think more people were more aware of what they put in their cars, as in quality of oil and gas, than they were aware of how they're feeding their main source of transportation, which is our bodies. Oh, very true. And that's how I've broken it down, I, you know, and, and I can see that you've broken that down. I see that mom has broken that down. I see that my children have a very simple way of looking at it uh, in my condition as then, yes, my mother's a diabetic, but we choose to do this. They don't look at anything as forced rather than it comes natural and that we've choose to make these things, these, um, these ways, this way of life, the way it is. And that's an eating healthy, balancing, um, you know, exercise uh, with diet. I have medication. I take my sugar. But that's 75 seconds between my family and myself on a daily basis at mealtime. There is maybe 75 seconds between them and I in difference. And that's in time before sitting down before a meal. Mm -hmm. So you can really peel things back and make them simple. Right. No, yes. And it wasn't 75 seconds 30 years ago, 35 years ago, was it? No, no, no. it was It was definitely not that. No. Um, no and that's, a good, that's a good point, Anita. I, that's a very short, that's an insignificant amount of time. And so it doesn't have to be trying even for the diabetic. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. take, what is that? I mean, you wash your hands. You take your blood sugar. Now, part of a learning curve, and of course, it's a big learning curve, but nevertheless, um, is taking your medication. If that's the way you do it, if you take it pre-meals or you have a pump or you take pills, it's how does my medication and my exercise and my food work together. But before you sit down and eat, 
it's at best 75 seconds. And so if it's that little, you don't have to make it trying. You don't have to have a lot of anxiety. You just do it. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to have bells and whistles and the bands come marching and everybody clear the room. There's a diabetic present. So the anxiety can literally melt away in the way that, all right, how am I going to take the information that I have at hand and make it work for me? And how am I going to understand how that information is going to work for my partner, my child, whomever, and put this into a healthy perspective, communicate and empower yourself rather than paralyze yourself in fear. Mm-hmm. That's a big message I just said, long-winded. Yeah. But after but it's very true. Yeah. It's very, very true. After 30-some years, um, I would say that, uh, and, and I'm talking for, for myself, but not only for myself, but for you, is, do you not think that this is really an important piece? Oh, very important. Very important. Because it doesn't, it doesn't, that 75 seconds doesn't even come into the equation. Of your whole and life, yeah. Of your whole life. I mean, it's no different than somebody going in, like you were saying, uh, going into, into the uh, restroom and washing your hands when you're out of the restaurant. It's amazing. It, 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 it's not, it's, yeah, it's not time. Yes, it, it's, it's 75 seconds is nothing. Well, my meter uh, registers five seconds. After I put my little strip in Mm -hmm. and I prick my finger, it's five seconds. Now, do you remember a time, Dad? I remember. I remember. Yes, I do. Two minutes. strip and all. It was, um, and you know, I mean, two minutes is still fairly quick. It was a long way from where I started, but they were this size. They were quite a size. They were like an accountant's calculator that had the roll of tape on it. Extremely expensive. And it was the new and upcoming thing, um, you know, in diabetes. And you and I sat and watched, along with mom, a lot, uh, watched the demonstration on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And here we are today. They fit in a pocket. Um, yeah. You know, it's five seconds. Yeah, so, I, I think it was longer than two minutes, Anita. It, it would probably was, but I mean, you know, oh, they changed. Yeah. Over the years, it's it's mm-hmm. become shorter and more efficient and uh, more user friendly, and just incredible though, um, on how things have changed and and how um, the information is really. And again, I'm saying these tools and information you can empower yourself with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be viewed as a burden. No, no, I, I you know, not to belabor it, but I, I remember on the strips it tell you to what degree or. Uh, the sugar levels. It wasn't a simple number. No, that's right. They would. Uh, there were some strips. Of course, these were the ones that you uh, used with urine, and you would wait, almost yeah, like testing water in your pool. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the, the uh, test with the urine. Yeah, because they really. There was a long period of time where we had to do it that way uh, mm-hmm. with test tubes, and then of course the strips became you know a wonderful thing because you did have the test tubes and pills and eyedroppers and oh my that was quite something, and then you had the strips and then we graduated to the blood testing which was fabulous. It was scary. All of it can be scary, but so can riding a bike for the first time. No, oh, that's yeah, that's for sure. No, it's not a, uh, when you compare it uh, to what it was to where it is today, uh, there's no comparison. 
You know, it's funny. I almost feel like as we're saying this, it's like talking about, you know, when a parent says to a child, I walked to school eight miles and the snow was up to my hips. And, you know, you want me to drive you to school? At the end of the day, we all just wanted the same thing. We just wanted to go to school. <laughs> you know, we didn't necessarily, we wanted the easiest way to get to school. And yeah, I hear that you walked eight miles in the snow, but you know what? Can't relate to that. But no. what we're saying is maybe some can't relate to it, but it's much easier to manage. And knowing that it may become that much easier. So let's keep ourselves healthy and keep in perspective that really in the big scheme of things, these little tools that we have are so powerful and take such little time. No, that's right. And things are, I guess the message is too, things are progressing and getting better. Better and better. Better and, and better. And, it, and it's empowering. Mm-hmm. You know, I find it empowering. I get excited um, that they're making things easier. I see the benefit. Some people don't want to have to do anything, period. But, you know, in the big scheme of things, we do what we have to do. We empower ourselves and we, you know, you've got to be oh. happy and positive and, and live your life to the fullest. Nothing in life is free. Well said, Dad. Nothing in life <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> and you would know better than I. <laughs> Meaning you have, the, you know... You know, you're my parent. You have that many more years on me. Don't say and don't say how many years, please. No, no, no. no. <laughs> sure. We'll share about diabetes, but not about numbers of age. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I, I have to thank you for sharing because I know it's an emotional thing, even over you know this many years. Um, it's always going to be an emotional thing, but. I know it's not uh, always easy to talk about, but it really does help people to know that, you know, how important communication and education and uh, not keeping, trying to keep the judgment out of it, because it is a hard thing to do, I'm sure. No, it it, it is. And, and uh, I, I appreciate going over it with you because it makes me realize uh, how far, uh, how far it's come and uh, how successful it can be and how you live your life. So it, it was a good review for me, Anita. Good. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad. I, and I'm glad you got something out of it, too. And I hope um, I definitely did. others that are listening in really get the message that empowering yourself, not just the diabetic empowering himself, which, of course, is key, but also the people that are caring for them, a parent, a loved one. Empower yourself. Don't be afraid of it. Oh, absolutely. You know, because success, again, and that's the biggie, don't you You feel, Dad, that success looks different from everyone. So don't just read a book. Don't just look on some information on the Internet, but really understand it's an individual's journey. It's definitely an individual's journey and the power of example. Thank you. That's important. <laughs> yeah. The power of example. And really, you can have a plus side, meaning that, you know, adopting a healthy lifestyle and having that trickle through to others is also a wonderful thing. Oh, absolutely. So there's always a plus, too, isn't there? There's, there's always a plus. No question about that. No question about that. Well, I, I have to well, thank you again. It, yeah, good, and, good. Well, thank, thank you. It was very informative again, which it always is talking to you about it. And uh, I, uh, I, I enjoyed that. Good. I'm glad you did, Dad. Thanks. I may have you on again. Okay. And uh, I will, uh, by the way, just as a little side note, I'll be having lunch with you today so you know it will be healthy. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you later. Thank you okay, so much, Dad. Care. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me today with Choosing the Balanced Life with Diabetes. I hope everyone got something from um, our sharing today between my father and I. Our example was father and daughter, but this is relatable to all relationships. And it is very hard when um, you know, you're caring for someone with a condition and living with the condition and really communication and education and respect um, really carries us through. Thank you. Any comments, uh, any stories you would like to share, please email me. Follow me on Twitter at Anita Westlake.